Welcome back to the Double Eye Show, Fantasy Island. What's up, Islanders? It's Bombo, and I'm here with Sweet Tea. R.W. King is out right now. He had some previous engagements that he had to attend to, but he sends his regards. He sends his knowledge by proxy, and we will do our best to make sure that the crown fits as we try to sit here and give you some detailed fantasy football analysis and just basically what you need to do to make sure that your team is the team on top at the end of the week. So we're going to go into our week 11 starts and sits. And just to give you guys an idea of how this works, you know, a lot of these guys will tell you who to pick up, who to sit, because it's really easy just to look at a list and look at matchups and tell you what to do. You know, we're not going to tell you to start Patrick Mahomes or start Travis Kelsey. You already know to do all that. And a lot of these talking heads will tell you this, that. I'll let you know something. We really do this. When our starts and sits come out, we're, these are guys we really are starting. These are guys we really are sitting. Same thing with our waiver wires. These are guys we really are picking up. We're in multiple leagues. We play with each other. We see it happening. And just to let you know, we're accountable for everything that we say. Sometimes my starts, I should have sat. Sometimes my sits, I should have started. And I'm right there going through it with you. So I'm going to apologize in advance. Can't speak for the other guys, but I'll apologize in advance if we don't hit. But we try to do our best to keep a real high batting average. So we're going to start off with our week 11 starts. And I'm going to swing it over to Sweet T to let us know who we must start in week 11. All right there, Bombo. First of all, I just want to say we play with ourselves. Damn right we do. (laughs) Yeah, we do. (laughs) All right, guys. So my first guy that's a must start of week 11, Cordell Patterson. Now, I understand this guy is just getting back from an injury. His legs are not underneath him quite yet. He's getting more involved in that offense. That offense isn't great, but they want to run that ball. And they want to be just a running team. Mariota's not really going to throw it. He's going to dink and dunk to Cordell Patterson if he can. And he's just going to hand it off to him. So they really want to run it. So I really think that Cordell Patterson right now, especially before the you know waiver wires cease to exist on, in your league, that's definitely a guy that you want to, if, if he's there still, grab him. But Cordell Patterson, if, if you have him, He's got to be one of those guys that you're going to start. I would say he's an RB2, but he's probably a flex at this point if you have some depth at running back. But definitely one of those guys that you must start this week. And Bombo, my number two guy, Tony Pollard from Dallas Cowboys. It's a must-start running back situation for me. (laughs) Let's face it, guys. He's the RB1 over there in Dallas. Zeke is non-existent. Zeke has not been existent. We've been railing against Zeke probably for the last two years. He, ever since he got the bag, he has been on the decline. We called it out during the divisionals before the season started. And it's coming to fruition. Everything that we were talking about is what we're seeing right now. Now, Tony Pollard has a very tough matchup against Minnesota, just in general. But Minnesota isn't that strong as a run defense. So this guy is going to be able to ball out. Even if Zeke's there, it doesn't matter. He's RB1. Against Chicago, against Green Bay, he's had at least 21 PPR points. So that's saying something for a running back right now. And this late in the season, this guy is special. He's kicking ass over there. And, you know, being that Minnesota is a bottom eight matchup for fantasy running backs, I really love... 
what the potential is for starting Pollard. And so that's why, to me, you got to put him as at least your RB2. Maybe your RB1, depends on how your team is stacked, but definitely an RB2 type of start for me. Yeah, shout out to everyone that has stock in Tony Pollard that picked him up in drafts, hoping for that he would get a little bit more run from what we saw last year with the potential of taking over this backfield. And lo and behold, so far he's taken over this backfield. They disguise it as they're giving Zeke more time. But what they're doing is the smart play right now. And they're playing the more talented, faster, quicker back. Zeke's better in pass protection. Don't get me wrong. Zeke's one of the best pass protecting backs that we've seen in a while. Uh, He's also a great goal line guy. Runs really hard. But there's a lot of that element that you know of with the Dallas Cowboys. So a lot of teams play to stop Zeke. Tony Pollard is just the unknown right now and he's taking full advantage of it. And, you know, Cordero Patterson, believe it or not, Atlanta's still in it. Atlanta's still in the NFC South race. And I want to say five weeks ago, this guy had a procedure right after a game, right before he went on AR. He had knee surgery. For them to be comfortable enough to bring him back and get him back in the fold four weeks removed from knee surgery means that he, they think he has enough juice left in the tank to help them out. And he's going to help out fantasy owners. And you're right. Right now, you'll put him in as a flex as he's getting his legs back from under him. Uh, but he'll be firmly planted in that RB2 territory where he usually is. And remember with Corderell Patterson, it's a efficiency standard with him, right? He's, he's not going to get 30 carries a game and then fall into the end zone. Sometimes he'll get you know, 12 carries a game, but two touchdowns and catch a touchdown. So I think they're going to need to open up the playbook a little bit. What we saw with Atlanta earlier in the year while he was gone and they were trying to run it and, and bruise it through there with Algier and Huntley and even Mariota, I think they were doing that because Patterson wasn't there. Well, when Patterson is there, you can open up things more in the passing game. You can move him out wide, opens up, you know, your your best corner may have to go with Patterson if he comes out wide, which frees up London, frees up Pitts, maybe not Pitts. I mean, it just seems like he's just not getting open and they're not throwing to him. I'm going to be sour about that. Sorry. So I, he's a big part of that offense for a team that's still in the hunt. Yeah. Give me that. Give me Cordero Patterson for a must start as he's trending up. All right. That's going to get me into my week 11 starts. And my week 11 starts are all about opportunity and riding the wave and taking a look at, you know, what's been familiar. And what's been familiar against the Las Vegas Raiders is if you have a running back, which is slight burst and a little bit of talent, he could have a career day. You saw Jonathan Taylor was dead in the water. He was coming off of being injured. He wasn't himself all year. Got the Raiders on the schedule. Now he's back to Jonathan Taylor. So right now, I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon, running back for the Denver Broncos. And I know that Broncos backfield is a mess. Hear me out. Hear me out. That Broncos backfield is a mess. Everybody's trying to find their footing. What we can tell from the last game, that Titans game, is Chase Edmonds ain't it. He was a, Now we're realizing he was a throw-in on a, on a deal, on the Bradley Chubb deal. Latavius Murray is Latavius Murray. He can fall into the end zone for a touchdown. He can get you a first down and some short yardage. Melvin Gordon is coming off of a really good year last year. He's had a horrible year so far this year, a benching, you know, trade rumors. He's playing the Las Vegas Raiders, who look like they're tanking. I'm not going to lie. As a Raider fan, they're looking like they're tanking right now. But even 
trying their hardest. They're, they're not stopping anybody on the ground. The other element of this is the pressure that you need to take off of Russ. Right now, Russ is looking really bad. There was Super Bowl aspirations for him to come into this team, take over this offense and be that missing element. And that's just not happening. And we saw it in the last game against the Titans. Russ is trying to do all he can to put the team on his back. But that's not that's not needed if you can get the ground game going. I want to I want to be able to say this coach is competent. I'm not ready to I'm not ready to burn him at the stake just yet. But if this coach is competent and you know he gets paid a lot more money than guys like us, but if we're looking at it and we're saying, "Hey, you guys need to be running the ball more and taking, you know, to make play action happen, to be able to take the pressure off of Russ, to make to open up those those the flats for some dink and dunks just to get Russ some some completions, you need to do that." And there's no better spot to do that than against the Las Vegas Raiders. So my must start, Melvin Gordon. If you have a guy on by, if you have a Jeff Wilson or something on by and you're not really deep, you went zero running back, start Melvin Gordon. I think he'll pay off for you. Another running back that's a must start for week 11 is David Montgomery. And it's very similar to the what I just said with Russ, but kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum with this. We don't want to run the wheels off of Justin Fields just yet. So... They're already down and back. Khalil Herbert is just recently went on IR. And I think was as defenses are now trying to not have Justin Fields put a career day on him on the ground, it should open up a lot more of some zone running plays for David Montgomery. And if the line blocks the way that they've been blocking, I think David Montgomery can break off some chunk runs, definitely can get into the end zone in some goal-to-goal scenarios. And they are going against Atlanta and Atlanta's just like Chicago, where they can give up chunk runs all the time, big plays. And right now it's just his backfield. It's him and Justin Fields in the backfield. So if there's going to be touchdowns scored on the ground, there's a good chance it's going to be Justin Fields and David Montgomery. You want to buy into that ground game right now. So I'm going David Montgomery for a week 11 start. And at the quarterback position, start Danny Dimes. If you have a guy, a quarterback that's on by, or you just want to roll the dice, hear me out. Danny Dimes is a dollar store Justin Fields, whereas he is the quarterback that can make it happen with his legs to extend plays in a positive way. Danny Dimes doesn't run backwards to lose yards. He's always trying to go forward. He gets that first down. You know, he might not break off a 60 yarder, but he he'll break off a 40 yarder and fall. He's going against Detroit Lions. We all know about that defense. And you know what? The Giants right now are just finding ways to win. And it's usually with Daniel Jones making plays happen. You want to open up your playbook and give Daniel Jones that confidence and have him start airing it out. And if he's going to start airing it out, he's going to start airing it out against the Detroit Lions. Start Daniel Dimes. Wow, those are some coconuts there, Bombo. All right, first, okay, I got to dissect this a little bit, right? So it's a lot for me to take in right now. That Melvin Gordon pick, that's coconuts. This guy, to me, is just... I don't know. He's untouchable for me personally, but you made some really good points about him. I just kind of at this point outside of Dolchich, I can't trust anybody on that offense. So it's still hard for me, but still really good points on why somebody should start him if they still have him on their bench. Right. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, a lot of people dropped them. So, yeah. you know, it's but it, if you have him out there right now, last week, he had a decent game. He had a pretty decent game. Got some good fantasy points for people. I'm probably just sitting on the bench, to be honest with you. 
The other guy, David Montgomery, man. Now, this is a guy who was the RB1 in Chicago, pretty much is losing the job, even though Chicago hasn't said it. But we all kind of see optics wise. He was losing the job to Herbert. Herbert is just a more efficient runner. Every single time he touches that ball, he's getting big chunks. And, and you know, he just runs differently. But now with Herbert going down with that hip injury, yeah, that kind of puts Montgomery front and center. But then let's face it, right? So, the, you know, yes, Chicago's the number one running offense, but it's really predicated on Justin Fields running more than anything. But definitely going to get some big chunks, and he's going to get a lot of the, that workload because – you know, Herbert's gone for the next couple of weeks at, or four weeks at least. And Don, Danny Dimes, I love that. He's a dime store. Mm-hmm. Instead of a dollar, I'd say a dime yeah. store quarterback. You know a what I mean? Dime store quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? He's definitely, to me, and this is just me, guys, but he's definitely playing over his head. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of that is Dable. You know, having a mm-hmm. coach like that come in and just kind of, giving you that direction and everything. He's just like a quarterback whisperer. He gets these guys believing in themselves and they're playing better ball just in general over there. So I like that. If you have this guy sitting there and you want to roll the dice with him, he's he gets you good fantasy points. So that, that's a hell of a freaking, I mean, that it's kind of putting your coconuts, but not really. I think it's a yeah. solid pickup right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's solid. All right. Those are our must starts for week 11. And for everyone that needs to start, there's got to be someone that needs to sit. So who's sitting their ass on the bench for your team? Oh, well, my sit your ass on the bench for week 11. I got two of them there, Bombo. Kyle Pitts, number one. Finally. I just, dude, I just can't (laughs) trust any part of this guy. And, And I don't blame him because the talent is there. But they're just not throwing the ball. They're not working him the way that they should. I mean, it's awful. It's awful what they're doing to him because he's such a talented tight end. And he's just kind of wasting away. These two years have just been throwaway years for him. And either they do something with him or they trade him away. But, you know, the Falcons, they just want to run. Like I said about Cordell Patterson. I mean, the Falcons, they just that's what they want to do. That's exactly how their offense is structured at the moment. And, you know, even the quarterback scrambles and runs, too. So they're not looking to pass. And when they don't look to pass, guys like Drake, guys like, you know, Pitts, they just don't get the opportunities that they should be getting. Right. Yeah. He's only had a couple of decent games all season. He finally got a touchdown on U.S. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's going up next against Chicago and that pass defense Yes, Chicago's run defense sucks because, I mean, when you get rid of two big dogs in the middle of that defense, that's going to hurt you no matter who you are. So for me, I just can't see Pitts doing much against that Chicago secondary at all. So I just I just want no part of him right now. So he's definitely, for me, must sit your ass on that bench. And number two, Bombo. I think you mentioned it earlier on one of your kind of topics was DeAndre Swift. Oh, yeah. This guy, for me, it's just so disappointing because last year, yes, he was banged up. Every year, let's face it, he gets banged up no matter what. He's just Fred G. Light. 
right? That's going to happen no matter what. But you accept that as an owner of his in fantasy, you know that, okay, he's going to go down for at least a couple games every single year, but you accept that because you take the good with the bad, because when he's in there, this guy is putting up numbers for whatever reason, you don't think he's going to do it. And he just puts up these hundred yard games. He's putting up big runs, but this season is different. And I don't know what it is about this season because the offense as a whole has been, it's been more above average for a Detroit team, but this guy just doesn't seem to be on the same page as everybody. Yes, he's been hurt, but even then coming back, he really hasn't done much. Yeah. Last week he scored a touchdown, but he only had six carries for six yards. The fuck is that? How can you as a fantasy owner sit there and say, oh yeah, that's the guy that I got to start. I wouldn't even put him in as a flex because yeah, that touchdown, yeah, it's worth points, but it's not worth that much. There's definitely got to be guys out there that you can pick up or that you already have on your bench that's going to be able to fill in that roster spot and get you much more points or even have an opportunity to do it. So there's definitely something off over there. And for me, I just can't trust it. So yeah, sit your ass on the bench, DeAndre Swift. Word. Hey, there's a guy who's listening right now. Well, probably multiple guys listening right now that took DeAndre Swift in the second round. Then that snake came back around and they grabbed Kyle Pitts and they thought right then and there, I got my set it and forget it running back. I got my set it and forget it tight end. I'm good. Neither one of these guys has showed up for your team all year. If anything, they're probably responsible for maybe one win. I know DeAndre Swift probably had one good game, but it's crazy, right, T? Like we were talking about the Tony Pollard and Zeke thing. At least with Tony Pollard and Zeke, they realized that they had someone like Pollard and they worked their way into getting him involved in the offense. Whereas with like DeAndre Swift, they're like, if yeah, if Jamal Williams gets tired, we can run a couple of things to DeAndre Swift instead of him being, you know, a 1A, 1B type situation or just using him in space. And right now, do we want to buy that he's injured? You know, do we think that there's something else that's in there? We can't trust him as a set it and forget it running back. And Kyle Pitts, it, the people that still have Kyle Pitts, you got if your trade deadline's coming up, maybe throw him in as a, as a fill-in, maybe see what you can do, check on the waiver wire for some of these names. Like, you know, I'd even try to stream a little bit and grab like a Gerald Everett and hold on to him until he gets, do something. Because right now- do, You got to do something. You got to do yeah. something. If you got Kyle Pitts, yeah. you're hurting- Get you've had get a, a hold in your lineup. Get a likely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to yeah. you got to do something. I can't start him. I hear you, T. I'm, I got a couple of receivers that can sit on on my bench, and hopefully they can sit on yours for Week Eleven. I'm going to go Deontay Johnson and DJ Moore, and, and my case for both of them is pretty much the same. There's no chemistry right now with the person that they got throwing them the ball. These guys got drafted as set it and forget it wide receiver twos based on what we seen them do in the past with quarterbacks with sort of noodly arms. Deontay Johnson was the key beneficiary of Ben Roethlisberger not being able to get the ball out there deep. She's short intermediate routes, slants, you know, stuff that's close to the sidelines. And he and he has and he can catch anything that you throw to him. And he's a great route runner. And he was perfect for Ben Roethlisberger. And he was perfect for Mitchell Dabrisky, to tell you the truth. it was He was right there in Trubisky's range. As soon as they did the switch over to Kenny Pickett, he just has not found... He, he gets targeted, but 
it Kenny Pickett is more spreading it around and the big plays are going to other people then they're just not going to Deontay Johnson even in a PPR format where you know catches are at a premium he's just not in getting those catches anymore I wouldn't even be surprised if you have equity in Deontay Johnson you've already benched him hoping for possibly the switch back over I'm gonna let you know it's not happening they're not going back to Jabisky that ship has sailed I don't even know if he can really come back and play with a straight face for this organization after what happened. So yeah, you got to sit Deontay Johnson. Week 11, you might want to sit Deontay Johnson until he until he pops off. And even if he pops off, you might want to see it a couple more times. We don't got too many more games to go in the season. And the same thing for DJ Moore. The worst thing that could have happened for DJ Moore is that PJ Walker's hurt. And then now they're going back to Baker Mayfield. And then somewhere there's a, you know, I'm a DJ Moore owner and I'm like, where's Sam Darnold? Is that Sam Darnold somewhere on this team? Can we get Sam Darnold? Can we get Sam Darnold in a wheelchair throwing to DJ Moore? Because Baker Mayfield is not, not going to get him the fantasy points. And if you're like me, you saw that PJ Walker, DJ Moore against Atlanta game where he just went nuts. And you finally thought you that's 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 the gold. That's why you dug here because you were gonna find that gold, and then it was fool's gold the very next week. And right now the news just keeps on getting worse. But you know with Baker Mayfield back there, they're just gonna stack the box. And I don't like this offense going forward, especially in Week Eleven. I don't like this offense. This may be right now the time. Carolina stops playing with a ton of heart for a coach that seems like they want to play for. And they now do what's best for business and start tanking. And don't give me any piece of anything of a team that's going to probably start tanking. I'm out on DJ Moore and Deontay Johnson. What do you think, T? Well, I got to say for the Deontay Johnson, just that whole offense in general right now, to me, it just looks like a high school offense. It's very basic. There's not a lot going on there. I just, it's hard for me outside of maybe Pickens, I would say that's the only guy that I can trust right now to be on my r- roster starting at any position in a flex or receiver to be able to do anything. I just can't trust it. So I like that call out a lot. And the one that pains me the most is DJ Moore. Cause I'm right there with you. I have him in one of my fantasy leagues. He's just riding the pine. He's sitting his ass on the bench on my league right now. He has all season, and it's, it's really effed up because of the fact that I really thought this guy was going to do a hell of a lot more. I mean, before before the season, everybody, ourselves included, were saying, okay, he's quarterback proof. This guy, it doesn't matter. He's going to get the carries. He's going to get the touches. And he's going to have a hell of a season. And we figured, you know, none of us are high on Baker, but we figured, okay, at least he's more efficient. He's a little bit a step up from Darnold. But yeah, you're right. At this point, it's like, okay, now you're begging for Sam Darnold to come in and you're like, what the fuck is this? You know, like what what kind of world is this that we're begging for Darnold to go in there? Uh, And it just, it's weird. I will tell you this, Bombo, just before we started the show, I was reading, there's actually some guys out there that get paid big money to do this shit that is saying that DJ Moore is a must start. Can you Mm. fucking believe that? No. And you know what the argument is? That Baker's back in the lineup. And they're saying that that is going to cause DJ Moore to have a a good game in week 11. Get the fuck out of here. You get paid for that? 
I mean, if you're looking at if you're looking at the games, you could even tell DJ Moore was just playing more inspired when they decided to give the keys over to PJ Walker. I, I watched that whole game with Atlanta in that shootout. DJ Moore was like he was getting open, and even in this last game in the in the rain against Atlanta, DJ Moore was out there blocking his ass off on that big on that Terrence Marshall big catch for like sixty yards where DJ Moore had to go out for a concussion. He had to go out for a concussion for blocking. He was out there blocking for Terrence Marshall on that. And he was doing good. So I'm out on that offense right now. Yeah, definitely. That's some good must-sits there, Bombo. Yeah, and we try to do our best, folks, to make sure that we give you just the best advice, realistic advice. Like I said, apologize for King not being here because King would have told you to probably sit somebody that you would never have taken out of your lineup and he would have been right. And then, you know, his his start would have been somebody that you've had on your bench that's going to blow up for that one game. But at least he told you to start him that one game. So shout out to you, King, for keeping all the listeners on their toes. So that's going to wrap it up. For us on the Week 11 Starts and Sits, I'm Bombo here with Sweet Tea. We'll catch you on the next one. Out. Yeah.